0: A lot of things and I'm not going to get into details but it's been really hard and um, you know this morning I was walking outside and the birds were chirping and it was sunny and it was pretty decent and I just heard God's voice and he was like you just had to hold on um, you know you can't give up yet like it's not over and I've been struggling a lot with that recently It's been really difficult and so, if you're going through something, um, which most of us are, um, I just wanted to let you know it's not over yet because if you're still breathing, you're still living. And even if you can't find God, He's still there because, I mean, He still made the sunrise, He still made the birds chirp. And it's really hard to find that sometimes but all you have to do is just cling to him. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm learning the more I go through. So thank you.
1: morning <laughs> Hey Troy always gives me a hard time that I just say good morning, good morning harvest how is that better Troy Hey yeah All right Today we're going to do a brief overview of the entire Bible Yeah, now who's funny? <laughs> we started last week in a series uh, of letters that Paul wrote. We're looking at First and Second Timothy, and then we'll ultimately be in Titus. And so we're in First Timothy. Uh, and Jeff uh, kind of kicked us off last week. Um, he gave us a great overview of the ministry that he does through IWATER. water. Um, I mean with the, just in the la- you know since 2020 travel was just really weird and different things going on in the world. and, um, and so we were and then the war over in Ukraine that's continuing. and so he kind of brought us up to speed with his travels over there his, uh, that he was finally able to make and the resources that we've been giving um, to that. So uh, it was just a good time to kind of catch up, uh, catch up with that and in uh, and the ministry that's going on over there. <clears throat> and, and I love one of the, and I'm just going to pick a verse out of that first chapter that he was in um, because I really think it leads us into where we're at this morning, but in, cha- in verse uh, five, Paul says the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. And so, this morning, as we're going to look at chapter two, going into uh, chapter two, I'm going to read the first eight verses. Where we're going to be, okay? And so in 1 Timothy 2, 1, I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, thanksgiving be made for everyone. Everyone. For kings, all those in authority, that we may live peaceful, quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good, and it pleases God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all men, the testimony given in in its proper time. And for this purpose, I was appointed, I being Paul, a, a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I'm not lying and a teacher of the true faith to the gentiles and in verse a i want men everywhere to lift up holy hands in prayer without anger or disputing and so what paul wants young timothy to know is that the church needs to be a praying place prayer is this strategic element of life of the church right a a church doesn't a church that doesn't pray for one another, but even more importantly, praying to God is, is basically just a social group. I mean, you're cut off by, from the exact reason that you should be or were created a church, right? Lifting up this holy hands in sign of praise. In the Old Testament, people lifted up their, their hands. This was a sign of praise. It, it was a sign of, of purity. It was a, a sign of devotion, and much like we may teach our children to fold their hands uh, while saying grace at the dinner table, or maybe if you're in a group and, uh, and you realize that ahead of time, maybe it was like at youth group, and they were like, oh, they're getting ready to circle up and hold hands. I better uh, switch spots. But the position of the hands was symbolic in that time of of purity. Psalm 24, 3 and 4 says, Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in this holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. He uh, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. And so lifting up holy hands is symbolic of a pure heart and worship during prayer. So not only in our praise and our worship, but in prayer. And so the first priority of the church should be that this is a place of prayer. It's not the only place, but it's a primary. You know, when Jesus confronted the money changers, right, my house is a house of prayer, he tells them. Any place dedicated to the Lord is a, high, uh, is a place of prayer. This building, these bricks, nothing in this building makes it special as a building. But we have set it aside. We have dedicated that this be a meeting place of believers. And, and we call it a church. Again, nothing special about the bricks or the flooring. But we've dedicated this place. And so this place is now, a, should be a place of prayer. When Paul writes his first letter to Timothy, he lists the priorities of the church. And at the top of the list that we just read um, is prayer. And he goes on to say this is good. And prayer for all people. Not just prayer for your nice neighbor. Not just prayer for your friend that's going through trouble. But this is prayer for all people. And it even in this, I, I, I'm sure he carried more weight even than it does Now, because Paul even writes specifically for King and all those in authority. But he goes on and says, this is good and pleases God our Savior. And so Paul wants Timothy and us to know that prayer should be first and foremost in the life of the Christian and in the church. And prayer should be for everyone. And such a request brings God down. Brings God down into the lives of people everywhere in in an active role. Ah, in the lives of his people. There's a a great way to think about prayer. Maybe you've heard about it, but it's, it's like a conversation, right? It's like you have the ability to just pick up the phone. Well, okay, this is the 80s version of the phone. I just, you know, I just realized, okay, half of the people in here may not know what this is. You may pick up your phone and you can text, or now it's like you're on a conversation, and you're going like this, like walking through Walmart. I, where is the bread? I don't know. where the bread? Um, but it should be a conversation. It should be It's this ongoing. Pick it up. Jesus, God, this is what I'm going through, or. I need to be praying for this person or God I'm just lifting up this is heavy on my heart and then hit pause and then pick it back up a little bit later in the day but it's this ongoing you know conversation it's interesting that we think about that because in a conversation you talk and then you listen many times I'm great at talking but I'm not that great at listening not that I'm not, I don't want to listen, I just don't take time to listen. God, do this, 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 and this. Okay, I'll see you. And so it's a conversation, or it should be. We should look at it as a conversation. Um, and not just for the church, but for our nation. And one of the One of the key characteristics of the early church that we read in Acts, you know, they enjoyed favor of of God and man and they were a praying church. Like they, they, Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of tacos and prayer. Do you think it's a coincidence that like they enjoyed the favor of all around them, that they were a praying group? No, the, the reason they enjoyed God's favor, I believe in of men, because they were praying and, and not just for the church, but everybody around them. Um, people were praying daily. The Lord was adding to their number daily. Um, they prayed, they fellowship. they dug into the word and teachings, they, they, they witnessed, they shared, they, they, they gave, they served. I, that's why the church grew then. That may be why churches now are struggling to grow or stay beca- connected because I think some in times that authenticity fades. And it just becomes a list to check off. I came to church. I said, you know, I said, Grace, I did this, I did that. I'm good till next Saturday night when it pops (laughs) up, you know, when I think about it again. Whenever a decision needed to be made, they prayed. When they, you know, when they were deciding to ta- who would take the place of Judas, they prayed. When Peter was in prison, the church prayed. Um, you know, they made, their, they made known their needs and gave prayers of, of thanksgiving. Philippians 4, 4, uh, 4 through 6 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So prayer is a lifeblood, should be, should be the lifeblood of the church. God works in this atmosphere of prayer. prayer. Prayer creates an atmosphere for God to work and we see in scripture that that pleases god this is good it pleases god our savior who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the of the truth and the church is always in prayer we're told with the one and only mediator like that is mind boggling, right? First Timothy 2 for there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. This is the greatest reason for the church to become like professional at prayer. And I'm not talking about like your language of prayer. Like it's not like make it rhyme and say all these big words and all that stuff, right? It, it, God wants our heart i've put the kids to bed uh most nights and we say our prayers and uh there's been a couple of times and i don't know where he's picked it up from uh but trey will pray and he will pray like i'm like okay like he's using like words that i haven't you uh, anyway it's like you've been watching tbn or something i don't i don't know And then it's funny because then at the end, he's like, that was a good one, wasn't it, Dad? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Yes, it was. But. uh, So we need to be like professional in prayer, but it's not about the language or, 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 but it's a just that it consumes us right if you're a professional football player let's say that you know everything you do revolves around football in season out season uh you know um we should be professional at at prayer that should like flow in and out and i get we have jobs and we have these different things but like we can just be in this ongoing conversation from when we wake to when we sleep that that's just the fabric of of who we are. And a lot of times we just get satisfied with being like amateurs, right? Psalm 51 says, Create in me a clean heart of God and renew a right spirit within me. And in 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness acts 1 12 14 says then they returned to jerusalem from the hill called the mount of olives a sabbath sabbath days walk from the city when they arrived they went upstairs to the room where they were staying those present were peter john james andrew philip thomas bartholomew matthew james uh, simon uh, judas and they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. And they were constantly in prayer. And they had just seen Jesus ascend into heaven. Maybe they were praying for his return already. Maybe they were praying for the Holy Spirit which Jesus had just told them about. Whatever they were praying, they were in this constant state of prayer. And we've got to remember I'm not talking about this pious prayer position of look at me, but talking, engaging with God in this conversation. And that we have the ability to stay in contact with Jesus through prayer. And a church that is at prayer, that is a place of prayer, is a place that is at peace. Peace that's what scripture says you know i want men everywhere to lift up holy hands in prayer without anger or disputing these lifting up holy hands in prayer we believe uh, we begin here at harvest so when our leadership team meets we get together we start the meeting in the summer times we talk about how fast the grass is growing and how many times we mowed that week But then we get to the point where we start talking about prayer. And we start every meeting prayer in prayer. And we may have different views or we may share different viewpoints as we talk through and pray for each other and pray for you guys, pray for our community. But at the end, we're of one mind. We're of one mind and one spirit. We, we lift up holy hands in prayer together. We had a young lady come in and gave us the opportunity to be able to pray with her this past week. And it's mu- as much of a blessing for us as it was to this couple and so we cherish those times. And we see in scripture, you if there's something ailing or something bothering you, go to the go to the elders of the church, to be anointed with oil, and pray. And that's what she wanted to do. And we were glad to do that. We pray for those that are sick or in need. Sometimes we know that they're sick or in need because of a person's own, you know, wrongdoing or issues or maybe sin that's in their life or something that they won't give up, you know. We pr- we pray for God to grant mercy and grace even though our human nature may start to creep in and say well they're not really doing anything to help themselves out. No, our our, our heart our, our 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 passion is Pray, You know, Jesus, Jesus prayed like that for us, all of us. And we didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. So our, our hearts should be soft and re- remember that we do not deserve God's mercy and grace. We're all sinners. 1 Timothy 2.8, I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. Along with prayer, scripture is showing us even an even more important dynamic of our faith. And it's a, a changed heart. 1st Samuel 16 7 the Lord does not look at the thing at the things people look at people look at the outward appearance but the Lord looks at the heart lift up holy hands he who has clean hands and pure heart create in me a clean heart oh God we sang that this morning how does this heart change come about the well, first words Words alone doesn't produce heart change. Okay, Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And then James two nineteen. You believe that there is one God, good. <laughs> Even the demons <laughs> believe that and shudder. It's not good enough to say that Jesus is my master or to say that he is your master we must live our lives from that reality there uh, there are people who identify themselves as christian if someone ever challenged their status you know as a christian they may say i I go to church i help people i give to the offering i I make donations i serve at the clothing bank well i mean you fill those in of course i'm a christian But we see in scripture, it's possible to say and do a lot of things, but somehow be disconnected from the reality of who Christ is. It, it's possible to say and do a lot of things, but be disconnected from the reality of who Christ is. I've always had this like inner struggle with the Christian bookstore and like K-Love. Now, hear me out because I know that like these are great places, great places and do great things and have had huge impacts, impact in, in people's lives. So hear me out. And this is, like I said, it's a struggle. I'm not sliding, but... But for as many as they've impacted, I'm afraid, my fear is that they have brought undue comfort to others. So I can go into the Christian bookstore da- vineyard down in Evansville. I can get a Christian calendar. I can get a christ I can get a Bible. I can get all Christian kids' books, I can get DVDs, I can get a filter for my TV that doesn't let stuff I can do any like they have it all. I can get the rings, the jewelry, the w w j d bracelet. I can get it all. And again, these aren't bad things, but I can go there, get all these things only allow. K Love on my radio or Alexa, she probably heard me, and think that I'm living right. Does that make sense? So, like, that's my struggle. I I don't, like, I love the books. I love books. I love the bookstore that sells the books, you know. Uh, and I love Love, um, except during... Never mind, I shouldn't say that. So saying that Jesus is Lord does not necessarily mean that we live as if he is Lord. We may sing about the Lord, but never really truly surrender ourselves to him. And at that point, our words are just empty. Like we can raise our hands, we can we can jump around, we could do whatever we want to do. But it's just words. Paul talks about this kind of this lifeless reality in First Corinthians thirteen. If I if I if I do not have love, <laughs> love for God and others that flows from a loving relationship from Christ, right? All my words will be like this resounding gong or this clanging symbol there's got to be something more than just the word so words alone don't produce heart change well works alone don't produce heart change either matthew 27 22 many will say to me on that day lord lord did we not prophecy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles you might do good things on your own but the good doesn't cancel out the bad it's not like this weight scales where you're like well i kind of messed that up (laughs) so now we're way down here so i need to hurry up and go do um we're still our nature without christ our nature is still evil we're still defined by our, our sins until you're defined by a relationship with Christ. And unless you find your inde- identity in who Jesus is, you will always be known by your sin and your failures. It's not a balancing act. You can never tip the scales in your favor no matter how much good you do. But here's the thing. Jesus was able to overcome the weight of our sins. And so when we yield to him, we put our faith in him, that scale is completely, utterly destroyed. There is no scale. There is no scale. It tells us in that passage, he who does the will of my Father. God's will is to love. Love fulfills every requirement God ever gave to mankind. Like, love is the exact opposite of selfishness, right? And I came to this, like, self-revelation, and I'm sure somebody thought of it way before I did, but, like, I impressed myself for once. I kind of, like, selfishness, sin is selfishness. Like, I've struggled to ever think of a sin that the root of it is not selfishness. Pornography, this, that, whatever. I mean, fill in the blank with whatever it is. The root of it is selfishness. And so, God's will is love. Like, that's the kryptonite to, (laughs) you know, to selfishness is love. But in ourselves, we're not capable of love. Romans 5, 5, God has poured out his love into your hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. So heart change is not about adopting the most accurate religious creed or belief system. Okay, As important as correct theology and solid doctrine is, heart change is not about passing this test, this true, false, or multiple choice test, of doctrinal correctness that that alone will not make us right with god heart change heart change is about learning to love and to be loved okay love change love changes hearts love will change the world love motivates us to pray to give to serve where there is love there will be grace there will be forgiveness Where there's love, there will be no room for smug, self-assurance, arrogance, selfishness. Where there is love, there's a heart that's being changed into the image of God's Son, Jesus Christ. So, do you want God's will to be done in your life? Yes, yes. So position yourself to 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 receive the love and grace that God can give. Only those who do the will of the Father in heaven will enter the kingdom of heaven. Are you doing His will or your own? Love compels us to obey. You know I've had that conversation so many times with friends and different. You know I've given my life to I've given my life to Christ, and so like, now I have to do this, this, and this, and I I just can't do it. And I'm like, no, it's a process, okay? You can't, you're you're not going to just give your life to Christ and then never do something wrong again. It's a process. Uh, But as you love God, you will less and less desire to walk in those old sins or those old shoes or however you want to so love compels us to obey. Love empowers us to obey the Lord. And so how do we do that? How do we receive God's love so that our hearts will be changed? How can we become the kind of person who does what the Lord wants? Surrender. Surrender ourselves to God. He changes our hearts, okay? Works don't save us. It's faith in our words, just saying it is a part of it, tells us in Romans. But ultimately, it's faith, you know, you speak it with your lips and believe it in your heart. Faith in Jesus saves us. And faith is... More than just good intentions, faith is more than words. Faith, faith is the the follow through. Faith is staying connected to the heart of God because we love Him and we trust Him, and we do this con- as He continually changes us. He gives He gives us clean hands. He gives us pure hearts. So then I, you know, what would it look like? What would what would it look like when we gather? together here in, in the mornings, in, in the hallways, in the uh, here in the seats, in the kids' classrooms, uh, back in the coffee shop, down in the kitchen, where, wherever we are, that we have people that come together and they're praying. They're praying for who God's leading to be here in a, on a Sunday morning. He's praying for those that have been here one day that have been here 30 years. Like, what would that look like? To have groups of people just constantly praying as the worship team does when they're gathered together to, to lead us on a Sunday morning. The team that's preparing communion or I'm convinced that... That someone needs prayer i love that gretchen got up wouldn't let god wouldn't let her just say silly and made her or she was obedient in, in coming and sharing because i feel like there's others gretchen you know there's others that need prayer right i it, I'm sure there's somebody in this place that needs Christ in their life. They, they want to make that decision. They, they're done with the Bible bookstore, K-Love. Like, they want to know who Jesus is. Whether you need healing, whether you need forgiveness, you're longing to have those clean hands and that pure heart. This is that time like this is the time that we come together as a faith family as a the group the the Motley crew that uh, that that God has assembled in this place not the band but coming together to pray for one another to bear one another's burdens to walk alongside one another and that's what we hope and so in this time as we go into our time of communion if you want prayer, come, we have so so many different people that would love to to pray with you. We have four different uh places here around the around the room that we have commune. we'll have communion set up um and so during our time, you can go you can take the emblems, you can take them back to your seat, you can stand with one another in a group you can go back you uh, you can take them right there, but this is a time for the Holy Spirit to, to, to what we see in scripture, cut, dissect, lay open, show us, lay bare, and allow to just inspect and, and, and see what he's speaking to us. And if that's a laying on your heart to be prayed with, we would just encourage that you would come down and. And it doesn't have to be right here out loud in front. We can go over to the side. But just I would encourage you if you feel that this morning we are a praying church and we want to be obedient in that. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you so much for just reminding us of the foundations of why we're here in this letter from, to Timothy. Paul just pouring out, don't be swayed, don't 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 be pulled under but the world around us is going it is crazy. It's going to possibly get even crazier. Hold tight to Christ, the mediator and all other things will work themselves out So we pray that that's what we would do here at Harvest is hold tight to Christ. We love you and we pray these things in your son's name.